0: Very Vino. Very cool. Vino. Cheers. Chin- chin. Okay. The first few episodes of this podcast were actually recorded in 2020 and were hiding in a vault and are now being released retroactively. Please enjoy responsibly. Hello, and welcome to Very Vino. I'm your host, as always, Barry Vienna, and today we have a special guest. We are here in Ottawa. I'm about to move away, so I am trying to see all my favorite people before I leave. And special guest, would you introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Trin, and um, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> okay, Trin, how do we know each other?
1: We know each other from 2019. Yep. Right? Yep. and it was around the fall time, and I your birthday. Yeah, yeah, it was. We <laughs> had our so our big thing is Kino, which we organized together. I initially reached out as a volunteer. Um, I was very confident about ticket selling, and it became a lot more than that. And then we organized our first film screening in September on my birthday. Um, so yeah, that was a lot of fun. And a lot of, a lot of challenges. (laughs) A lot of challenges. A lot of technical difficulties as well. And, um... But generally, though, I think the environment and, like, the concept and everything was a lot of fun. And we got to meet a lot of people through that. And, and then, to obviously, the timing with COVID kind of killed us for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, so. just just a little bit. Um, and it was when we had finally started figuring things out, too. Yes. Like we, we, we were almost developing a We were flow. in the positives. Yeah, exactly. And then we were going to have a... We were getting party. good videos, we too. We were. And, devel- like, people were starting to know about it, yeah. which was the big thing, because... Um, before it was like what is this thing that these random people are organizing and, and begging
0: like, me to go to <laughs> yeah exactly and
1: especially in Ottawa in the city people don't even know there's like a film community here or just in general it's hard to get people out to any kind of event so
0: I'm interested to see what the Toronto scene is
1: like yeah I, f- I feel like it's gonna be do you kn- do you have people in the Toronto scene I, d- I do know a few people and I've heard a lot of big things like I mean generally there's a lot of films being made there like like, on a bigger scale as well so it's definitely do you do much um uh, what's it called extra we were kind of talking before I went from like zero to a hundred I initially was thinking about working my way up so in terms of acting that was going to be extra work to kind of get a feel for what it's like being on set to like small roles and lead roles and stuff like that so um that was the plan I did join a few extra groups and like join some casting agencies and things like that to get that kind of work but I ended up not
0: not even once no I I did it just once and it's I'm happy to have the knowledge and there are more convenient times I think I would have done a few more just Mm because like I obviously love films and it's like not a full production, but weekend like a long term commitment. It's like you show up just for the one day, yeah. Kind of see what they do and leave. Um, I might try to do more of those in Toronto mm-hmm. if I couldn't get
1: figured out. Yeah, I feel like it would probably be a lot of fun in Toronto, because um, there's definitely bigger productions there. I think my the big reason I wasn't too like excited to do extra work was because I think previously in high school, I was kind of, I really kept to myself, and I was always background, I was always an extra, you know, like, in choir, and musicals, so, there's a lot of, like, hard work, but no growth for me, personally, yeah. um, because I didn't, I didn't do much acting, um, but here we are. I can't picture you not being all these things. Yeah, because you, well, you met me so. during my prime, basically, when I was, like, <laughs> trying to be myself, trying to be trans, so... Um, yeah, I think another thing, too, that made me also not want to do extra work at the time and really push myself towards, like, actual roles was I took an acting class with the Ottawa acting company. (laughs) Make sure you get
0: a ride for the the shout
1: out. (laughs) (laughs) Oops, I really shouldn't know that. But um, I took it with that class and it was with um, an instructor and I He was really, really great. He was a no BS kind of guy, and he was very, very tough, and for me, it was very traumatizing at first because I was, like, very shy, hated drama in school, didn't even like to socialize with people, so this was, like, a huge shock to my entire existence, to my system. But you jumped into it. Yeah, but I jumped into it, and he really got me out of my comfort zone um like if I was downplaying a character or I was like a little bit hesitant he would just go up there and you know really try to get it out of me and he knew that it was hard for me to act I don't know like angry an angry character or super I don't know just out there character so he really really pushed me and I think one of the advice that he gave that kind of stuck with me was sure go do actor uh do extra work and like background work to get a feel for it but at the end of the day do you want to be in the background or do you want to be an actor um so he was like if you want to be an actor then work towards that if you are in background and constantly do background that's all you're going to learn is how to be in the background and not in the forefront so that kind of it would be better to be in a short unpaid where you're a real character than a paid yeah because then you at least get to practice and you
0: and something for your demo and what do you
1: have a demo i haven't seen one i do but it's uh it needs to be updated because i remember it's on the to-do list yeah i remember when i first started out i did a lot of like silent films yes it was a lot of just acting and expression and no dialogue pretty much half of my reel was that so it would have been weird to have like silent 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 and then all of a sudden dialogue it just like was such an she abrupt to cut. She to speak. Yeah, exactly. So now I have to compile all of my dialogue <laughs> characters
0: and okay. put
1: it together. Um, but I'm currently working on that right now. So you have a lot to pick from, Shirley. I hope so. I don't know. I haven't had a role where I'm like, this is the one. You know, like this. This embodies everything that I'm capable of. So we'll see. Um, but the experiences that i have had have been well a lot but of fun. your
0: recent one the um curbside
1: pickup curbside pickup <laughs> uh that one seems like a cool one it is it was written and directed by Higman Lung and it was initially a submission for Digi60 um which is a film big, f- big film festival in Ottawa and the most well known and i wasn't i wasn't going to be a part of a film in Digi60 uh, last year I wanted to attend to see how it was, and then I thought maybe the year after I could participate in it, but because of COVID I never got to be there physically, so again I decided to take another year where I would be a spectator, um, but I ended up being in it as an actor, so that was really cool. Um, I can't say much about it because there's another, <laughs> I'm going to be doing another like yes, interview, yes, yes. IG Live type thing that where I talk more about it, but um... Yeah, that's a film, and since then, um, we got a couple awards from that festival, and then um, my director ended up submitting it to other festivals. So we got into like Near Mountain, Toronto Film Festival. Um, and it's being projected at TIFF. No, not that one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, oh, international. Okay, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, no, it's a it's a different film festival, but also in Toronto. Okay. And um, the most recent one is CBC Short Film Face-Off. So that one's a big one because there were only nine films that were selected. Um, The thing is, though, it's by votes, which isn't my favorite thing in the world because then it becomes more of like a popularity thing as opposed to judges actually judging it. That's why I kind of like the formatting of Digi60 more because they actually sent us the feedback that they gave. So you get to know what you did well what you didn't well what was impactful or like why like how people saw it from a spectator's point of view so that's not happening for this this particular um festival i don't even know if you would call it that it would be more yeah. like a competition okay type and then they'll thing. broadcast on cbc that's cool yeah on august 21st
0: are you on imdb yet
1: I am, but yeah. it's very bare. <laughs> my profile is very I, bare. Like, my
0: dream is to be on IMDb. I said that to somebody, like, to maybe Kathy or something, yeah. and then she's like, so just make an account, and then poof, you're on it. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, so maybe this goal was a little low, because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah, maybe I should make one too, Do but it. I don't have much that's, like, official.
1: Yeah, I, I have it, and surprisingly, there are some films on there that I didn't even know gave me credit. So I was like, oh, because I looked, I searched myself on Google, and I was like, interesting. So that's, <laughs> that's how it works. That's what real celebrities do they find out what films they're in. Yeah, so I did that. I have no profile picture, nothing, so it's a pretty sketchy <laughs> profile. So I said, an, another thing on the to do list, but yeah.
0: Okay, Trin, it is time for decanter banter. Woohoo! decanter banter decanter banter decanter banter let's do it um today i'm offering you our best toro bravo Mm -hmm. which is from valencia and that's in spain and the reason i got this was because i'm going to spain (laughs) next month and i was like gotta get accustomed to those true those spanish wines very smart
1: Cheers! (laughs)
0: These are plastic (laughs) cups, because if you can hear the birds in the wind, we are outside. Very fruity. Don't you agree, Trin? The name Toro Bravo used to describe a bull or person of strength, nobility, bravery, and distinction is deeply rooted in the heart of Spain. But you didn't know that.
1: I did not. Not
0: (laughs) until now. The character of these magnificent bulls, famous for their individuality and elegance, is the essence of this powerful wine. Only the best Tempranillo and Merlot grapes are chosen to meticulously, and meticulously blended. The result is an expressive wine with soft, round tannins, ideal for beef or lamb pairings. Like its namesake, Toro Bravo is a wine which arouses passion, inspires loyalty, and provides a lasting memory. There you go. I actually quite like it. I do too. It feels very summery. Light, mm-hmm. not heavy, you know? Mm-hmm. Because I always go, like, white or rosé. Actually, I don't do rosé very often, to be honest. But I usually go white in the summer. But this is quite light. I actually kind of yeah, like it. Yeah, it's really nice. Especially in this heat. Mm-hmm. We are currently on the back patio with the birds and the wind. And it is... How hot is it today? Like, 25? I don't know the 30? exact, but it's No, weird.
1: 25 it's too hot inside. for me. Yeah. I'm not a big summer wedding person
0: i remember you commenting on something like that about winter Mm -hmm. you said you like winter i don't know yes okay i am not on the same mindset but also it's just like when it's these days i'm like give me winter and then when it's winter i'm like give me these days and like canada's climate is so polar that's very true that it's hard and i'm like i love canada and then i'm like i'm gonna go move to spain yeah
1: sometimes we have all four seasons in one day Very true. Very true. And that's not an exaggeration. I'm pretty sure there was one day where we had snow, and then it stopped snowing, then it rained, and then it was sunny. I I had hail the other day. It was, like, (laughs) scorching hot,
0: and I had hail come down when I was driving. Um, Where would be your ideal climate?
1: Oh, man. Would you go hotter? Mm Mm-mm. I would not. Me and humidity do not go well together. Do you you frizz? I do frizz. A lot too cold is also kind of limiting um i can't do as much as many activities filming in the cold <clears throat> is not easy broody. exactly that and was and then you look so up.
0: bad you like you're all your face is all cold and red and you're like you're trying to look yeah it's
1: no no it's not that was the other thing i was gonna bring up it's or when
0: you're crew and you have to have your gloves
1: off because you're pressing oh the buttons and when you have glasses when you have glasses <laughs> and it's cold and you need to focus if you're like the focus puller have you done improv? No. That sounds terrifying. <laughs> because but what you were describing
0: about that acting class mm-hmm. was like, I I liked the people who did improv in my high school, so I was like, yeah, I want to be part of that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then I, I wouldn't say like I froze, but it's just like they're like, oh, I'm <clears throat> I have a monkey as a telephone. How about you, Vienna? And they throw <laughs> it over to you, and you're like, mm-hmm. Like I just like, it's the yes and and all that whatever yeah. stuff, and I'm just like. And then I go, so I finished my bad scene, and then I go sit in the audience, and the whole time, like, I could have done this, I could have done this, and I could have yeah. And I'm, I'm typically good at reacting quick in scenarios and, like, just talking to, just living. I'm pretty mm-hmm. good at, like, quick comebacks yeah. and quick whatever. But being in those improvs were, like, very difficult. And then I'm in the audience, and I'm watching them do it, and I'm like, oh, this is easy. Do this, do this. Watching it, I can do it. When I'm in it, I'm like, oh, God, that was horrible. So mm-hmm. I did it once, and I was done.
1: I feel like that is, you just described the whole definition (laughs) of acting. I feel like that's me with every single thing that I do. Because you don't, you don't see yourself when you're acting. But then you watch over footage and you're like, oh, that's what I look like.
0: (laughs) I know. Because then, also, like, I I know we both direct too. And, like, I I think it's harder than I thought to switch between the two brains. Like, acting brain and directing brain. Mm Because, like... When i'm an actress i can like picture what i should look like because i'm directing my scene but maybe i'm not like i'm like really sad on the inside because i'm like emoting (laughs) what i would like how i want the scene to be but on the outside i might not be like acting as much as i am visual i don't even know what i'm trying to say but i find it hard i'm thinking i might try to take some acting classes when i go back to toronto but um, I was going to say a great story that you'll love. I'm scarred from boys not liking me because I was in a scene. Just, just wait wait for the punchline okay, here. Okay, sorry. <laughs> sorry. sorry. I was in acting classes when I was little. Uh-huh. And at the end, our performance for our parents wasn't like a play. It was like little improv skits. Okay. And so they say, okay, here's your scene. You are buying an ice cream and it falls on the ground. Go. And there's two people to go do that, whatever. Mm-hmm. So then my scene was two guys and myself, and they said, "Okay, you two boys are fighting over Vienna. Go." But instead of fighting over wanting me, they were fighting over who had to go to me and we're like pushing each other into me oh, and I was no. like this is the worst day of my life and instead of being like you know like acting like the cute girl together i was just like so horribly embarrassed that this was occurring and i was like okay so you know my um confidence with men was just shot at like the age of 10 yeah i remember that scene it still haunts me it was so bad that they were like vienna you can go in the next scene as well because obviously that one was a really bad oh one. my gosh
1: no <laughs> it all starts in your childhood eh?
0: yeah if you could pick one role within cinema, as in not acting role, but, like, director versus cameraman versus mm. whatever, where would you like to fall?
1: Because um, Trin
0: does it all. Like, well, is there a role you have not done? There are, you've done lights, you've done sound, you've done camera, <laughs> um, director, assistant director. I've seen you do food. Like, literally, you do everything. Oh,
1: that's so true. That's true. I was... Kind of a hairstylist.
0: <laughs> <One> time time. <laughs> baby hairs. I got this. <laughs>
1: yeah, I was voluntold. I'm usually voluntold for a lot of things, so that's how these opportunities come. Makeup,
0: maybe not. Makeup, I have yeah. done
1: once actually, and yeah, I I find those are my weaknesses props. or done hair. Props too. Yeah, I love I love set design. That's another thing too in terms of creativity. But if I were to pick my top ones, I'd say directing and acting, and they're pretty equal because. Acting allows me to work more on myself. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, whereas directing, allows, again, kind of allows me to work on myself, but in a way that can help others, too. So, like, one is more me-centered, and then the other is the opposite. So I think those two...
0: Do you like directing yourself?
1: No. no. Absolutely not. Like it is that. very it's very tough yeah. to do. Because,
0: um, as we said, like, <laughs> I think I look this way, and I just don't.
1: Yeah, exactly. And... When you're acting, it's. You have to keep a balance and not be thinking too much because then that gets in the way. And I feel like when your director self comes in, it's like, oh, micro adjust this and this and that. And then, like you said, it doesn't come across as and how you
0: envision it. Obviously, like you're very experienced and pretty in the in industry at this point, but do you think. This is more of a question for myself because I have like all these pipe dreams where I quit everything and just become oh gosh, an yeah. actress or whatever. Do you think that. Because you aren't studying this in school, no. so do you think that you could do a professional career where your income is off of film, whatever, if it's actor or director or whatever, without having gone to study it?
1: Mm, I think so. I feel like when it comes to film, it has a lot more to do with physically being there and having the hands-on experience. because. I mean, I haven't been in film school. It's your live school. Like, you're on on the jobs. Yeah, exactly. Whereas, I I know that um, in school you study a lot more theory, and there's just certain things that you don't learn in theory that you can learn being on set, and um, it's a lot more than the technical stuff, too. It's a lot to do with uh, kind of how to carry yourself and, like, how to connect with other people and... You deal with a lot of different kinds of people in the industry, and it's pretty tough um, in a lot of different ways. So that's something that they don't really go over in film school, I find, or in studies. Which you've learned. Yeah, exactly. So I originally didn't think that I would be prepared to be on set and to be in all the projects that I've been a part of because I lacked the educational experience. But where I am now I feel like it's doable and with a lot of resources being online now and having more accessibility to it it's not as difficult as it would have been like a couple years ago to find information or to like research a lot of the opportunities that I've been involved with and the roles that I've been given a lot of it has been a fake it till you make it kind of situation where I'm like yeah I definitely know how to do that definitely Um, lots of nodding and then going and like panic researching everything and learning everything on the go or... I'm thinking like
0: an actor, if you just naturally are great (coughs) at it, then you you, like we don't care if you've got a degree on the resume or not. Let me see what you can give. But I'm thinking like directing, which is I'm better at directing than acting. I think I would need... And it might not have to be school, you're right. It might be studying from books or something else that Mm -hmm. I could self-learn, but... I think I would need a little bit more education in, like, give me the three-quarter plan and, like, just more technical terms and more, like, better um, thought-out blocking that people have already studied this and, like, come out with better ways to put people in scenes Mm -hmm. and, like, better angles and stuff like that that maybe I wouldn't, tech like, have the tech
1: technical aspects of. I completely agree with that, especially if you see it, like, in comparison to business being a director is a very executive role and they kind of oversee a lot of a variety of other roles so you need to know about camera angles and stuff but you also need to know how to work with actors and
0: and that's true because for me saying I'm a director I say director (coughs) but there's been very few times where I only did directing Mm -hmm. like I'm also doing the sets and like writing the scripts typically and yeah, figuring out what exact angles and what kind of lighting and stuff. Whereas, like, if you're just a director, there's other people who will be doing that for you. Yeah. But on these smaller scale projects, there's not. So, like, when I say That's director, I also am thinking of a few other roles entangled in that, which technically wouldn't be, I guess.
1: Hmm. Um, now that you've mentioned it, no, you can. Sometimes when you're on set, you can also tell, which directors are like well versed, versus directors who have kind of been in their own bubble, and now they're like, I'm gonna direct this film, and do everything my way, because you need to know how things work to be able to instruct, or like, tell people what to do, so let's say something that you envision and would be really cool, um, isn't possible, let's say, for like, a camera operator, or someone in lighting, then giving that advice, or giving... That instruction out wouldn't make sense and then um to be so focused on your own vision and not really know how things actually work would be a big barrier when you're filming and i've run into that a lot where a director who really doesn't understand anything besides you know him wanting to tell people what to do yeah or she it could be she as well um and, and that's what I'm thinking, too. And
0: so, again, my experience has only been, I'm saying, quote, on the job, but I haven't been paid for most of them. Um, on the job learning, like yourself, you've just been more deep into it than I have. I haven't done as many uh, shorts as you have. But um, I, and now, and now I kind of switched from participating on people's sets and volunteering on people's sets to now I have my own sets, and I invite people to whatever, and I gather the team, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I originally, when I was starting out, was like, yeah, let me volunteer to be on your set. I'm free that day. For sure I'm there. You want me to just <laughs> hold the light in the corner and never move? I'll do that for eight hours. Sure, mm-hmm. let me let me be there. I was signing up for everything I possibly could. And then I hit my first set that was bad. It was, um, they were, like, smoking in the apartment. Like, you had, without asking, you had no free place to go. And, like, um, it was a 100% a fifth. I don't know. It was in French, so I'm trying to translate it. But 100% women set. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, this is going to be so great. Like, women power, this will be super great and positive. And it was the exact opposite. They just spent like the whole time. There was one cameraman, uh, one uh, sound guy who was um, a man because they couldn't find a female. Mm -hmm. And they were just objectifying him the whole time and being like touching him, stuff like that. It was like the exact opposite. It was just a horrible, horrible day. And it was a two day shoot. And I was like, I signed up, so I'm not going to not come tomorrow. But it was just so horrible. And the there was two directors and they couldn't get their visions together. So they kept yelling at each other. And then I was, um, I don't remember even what this is called in English. The girl who like, um, make sure that they're saying the right lines. Like, just script supervisor? Script supervisor. Mm -hmm. And so I'm doing this. And so one of the directors grabbed out of hands and made a paper noise. And then I got yelled at because I was holding the paper, but she was the one making the noise from it. I got yelled at for telling someone their lines. Like, I just, like, was getting yelled at. And I was like, this is a volunteer shoot. Like, this is the worst energy I've ever seen on set. And I was like, fine. Like, positive. At least I learned now you don't say yes to everything. Now you see who's involved. Like, Mm -hmm. what and whatever. So I you learn it the hard way and I'm not mad at all that I went there but I'm like okay I learned that lesson who you can work with (coughs) who you can't um but I was gonna say I and I don't know if you'll agree with me on this because it's not as straightforward but I have worked on volunteer sets and my sets are volunteer as well I'm not at a stage where I can unfortunately afford to be giving out um an hourly rate or whatever for people to come and help but typically it's like a give and take um like I'll be directing the film, but we all get to share it and use it in our future things and whatever, Um, and it's kind of just fun as well. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing it for fun, which means I not only am in directing and, like, set and doing all of the ten jobs, but also, like, I'm playing hostess, Mm -hmm. and I want everyone to have fun. So instead of focusing on is the film um, giving the image I want and all this stuff, I'm also focusing, like... Do you have enough water? Yeah. Did, did you get his number? Or did, did you guys meet each other? And I'm really trying to make people have fun, which shouldn't be the focus as the director. And I fully know that. But I do put focus onto that. And to me, this is what I was going to say you might not agree with. I would rather work with a more amateur actor or something who's fun and nice than like a snobby person who really knows their stuff. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's not for the best of the film. Maybe it's not. Maybe the film would have been visually nicer if we had a better actor in there, or whatever. But I'm, yeah, I think I'm working for the experience of the film rather than the end product. Because the end product isn't as pretty, I'm like, but I'm staring at the actor and knowing that he yelled at everyone all day. Yeah. I wouldn't enjoy it. So, like, I'm sure there's people, and I have definitely heard that. Like, um, I can't even think of someone. Uh, I've definitely heard stories of, like, I don't know, I'm making this up. Like, Nicholas Cage is a jerk guy, but he's a great actor, or whatever. This is false. I'm just spreading rumors. I don't know about him. Mm-hmm. But people who are... Mm-hmm. Jerk. I think like Leonardo DiCaprio, actually. That's right. who I was thinking of. I think he's, like, hard to work with, but obviously does good stuff. And I just think I would be like, that's okay, Leo. You go do your own thing. I just don't want that energy. Mm-hmm.
1: No, I... About the actor statement, I completely agree with you because I've been in that situation. Um, and I think the big thing is, is to not kind of buy into stereotypes because that's when I originally thought the main reason I was kind of in your State as well. I only wanted to do volunteer because it was a good learning experience. And I was like, I just want to know what it's like. I don't want this to be, like, an intense thing. I don't want to stress myself out. I have school. I have other things, too. So this is not supposed to be something that is another reason for anxiety at the end of the day. So originally, I was kind of doing the same thing. So like you, I was just, like, agreeing to every single thing, no matter what it was, no matter who was behind it yeah. and yeah you definitely learn you had a few bad ones along the way right 100 percent. and sometimes those bad ones stick out especially in a very like small filmmaking community as well but when you're in film or like in anything that's art related it's almost like you're pressured to take on these opportunities because you don't know if you'll have them if if you'll get a chance to have them later down the line because arts it's like hard to get paid for these kinds of things so um that's why i think the majority of people would just pounce at any opportunity that opportunity that they get because they don't know if they're going to get another one yeah so originally that's why i did a lot of volunteer stuff and i was very yeah, I didn't really want to do anything paid because my my <clears throat> vision of anything that was paid was that like everyone would be doing it for the money. Um, you would be with you know actors who knew what they were doing, but like wouldn't would treat you lowly, um, and you know directors and producers would be really harsh on you, and um, they would want you to have experience and that kind of thing. And I think the important thing is just to kind of judge based on the crews themselves because um I've worked with two or three really really good crews that kind of changed my mind about that because um they do care about like the final product but then also during set it's like a really good balance yes between that's the best
0: combo <coughs> you have actually good people but also a good time
1: yeah exactly and I have
0: absolutely <coughs> been I'm not saying it's one or the other I have for sure been on the lucky ones that are both yes. yeah
1: yeah and it's those are so hard to find like to have a balance of oh we're gonna make like a really really good film out of this in terms of like visuals and like technicality and stuff like that but at the same time as soon as we yell cut you know everything's good and like there's no tension anymore and we can just like laugh it off and stuff like that that's like the perfect thing and then if you have actors who know what they're doing and are really great to work with like even more of a bonus it just is such a great well-rounded experience and getting paid at the end of the day like it ends up not feeling like work yeah you could work like eight hours ten hours it would just fly by but um yeah i definitely would not what are you
0: leo (coughs) you take him even though he's a hard actor better film or
1: better set and not have the i think i would pick the better set and like amateur actor who would be better to work with yeah because at least with an amateur actor who you already know, you get along with, they can build on that. Anyone like you can become a better actor, you can better like you can improve your craft. Whereas personality-wise, if you're already stuck in being like a not so pleasant person to work with and you have that reputation, it's hard to change that. Like you're already so high up in like the, the snob meter that uh I don't know if anything you yeah. say will kind of change and your mind.
0: I think like for example, um, okay, I love Wes Anderson's like very mainstream yeah. for people to love him now, but whatever, I love Wes Anderson. His first film was Bottle Rocket, and it was his film school's twenty-minute short film that they put on. Mm-hmm. So they did that, and then people liked it, and then they recreated it and did it as a good film. So I'm thinking like, even if your crew is not the best camera and the best actor, or whatever, and people like the concept of what you put together, your script, your whatever you put together, yeah. you can always redo it when you got funds and whatever later as well hmm but if you're not having good time on set like you'll never like take
1: it to the next level I don't know yeah 100% because the whole like atmosphere is super super important because oftentimes you're working very long days and you're very nitpicky like there's a lot of little things that you're considering so just that in itself is kind of stressful a little bit like in nature film there's a lot in film At the end of the day, the final product might be, like, three minutes or, like, five minutes or 15, but so much work goes into it. Oh, yeah. So if the environment is also stressful, I don't think it's worth it because then it affects your future performance or, like, your future experience. And there's just a negative memory.
0: So when you're editing later, when you're putting in (laughs) film festivals later, you're, like, I didn't enjoy
1: that experience. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really important. You have to be passionate
0: about what you're doing. <laughs> you have the to Toro Bravo. Mm-hmm.
1: You learn something on every single Absolutely. Set,
0: so. you should see my first films and like <laughs> that was like me with a shaky camera like doing things now they like, have like more crew and more like legit lighting and stuff like that. So, it's cool to see the evolution of my own films too actually. And just like even so like I was doing a combo of my own films and then volunteering on sets. And mm-hmm. so there'd be like, i would be standing in a corner holding like a light bulb and doing nothing. But I'd watch the director, he tilted the camera for the angle mm-hmm. and that just blew my mind. I'm like, <laughs> how do you even know that that's the angle? It requires the scene and I saw the movie and I was like, it could have been done with no other angle except mm-hmm. for that. It just was like shocking to me or um, just seeing how they um, pay had a person just to pay attention to where somebody's ponytail was sitting on their neck, so that it's not every scene a different yeah. spot. Because that annoys yeah. not annoys me, but I actually, that has ruined watching movies for me now. I am continuity eyes <laughs> all the time.
1: Your perspective changes when you absolutely. <laughs> I'm hardly
0: even watching the Same. characters or anything anymore. Or I'm watching like, the actor, and I'm like, do I by that character, and then oh now gosh, I'm yeah. like, I don't think the actor's bad, I think the script was bad. They couldn't have performed the, you're my mother, I will never leave you, better oh than gosh, how it was yeah. written. And so, now I see a lot more bad scripts than I do bad actors, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, like, it's ruined watching movies for me, because I'm just like, oh, like check that lighting out, and like, oh, or continuity, I love watching. Um, it's ruined. Oh, and even, you even know what I love, too, is, um, Things that are breakable or edible, for example, like um, someone jumping in a pool. Mm -hmm. I love watching those because I'm like, how many times... Did that actor jump right. in the pool? How many changes of clothes did they have? Yeah. How they had then they had to dry their hair. They had to wait an hour. Then they had to do it again. How many shots do I think that took? Or someone's eating cake. How many fake cakes did they have come out that they're eating out of? Whatever. <laughs> so like when I see a shot like that or like um, water balloons now, now I'm sure it's wet or um, punching a hole through a wall. How many fake walls did they have to patch up? Yeah. All those I one love takes. those because uh-huh. I'm like oh it's just like you watch it in, in the movie but now I'm like thinking of myself planning all the fake cakes behind it and mm-hmm. I'm like always so conscious of those now yeah
1: no I'm the exact same which is why I'm very hesitant to even go to the movies with other people now it's only <laughs> with people who are critics as well or who I'm close with who work in film because I know I'm going to be very annoying <laughs> and pointing out every single thing and but you wouldn't talk in a movie theater trend no I, I actually would not but I and would a have notepad, so much- notepad. <laughs> <Yeah>. mental notes. <laughs> the entire time um the other thing that I yeah so I'd be nitpicky about all those things and then also lighting too now that I've learned a little bit more lighting it's a lot of the time it's artificial lighting so I'm like oh how did they light this room and do I see traces of shadow or something in the corner and it's uh I'm like why am I like this and
0: that's that's what I learned in theater too because I started in theater and then Acting in theater, Mm -hmm. then I changed to directing theater, then I changed to film. And, uh, I think about that all the time, too, is somebody told me back in the theater days of, like, when lighting's good, you don't notice it, and when sound is good, you don't notice it. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Instead of, like, you don't say, like, wow, that sound was really
1: crisp or something.
0: Like, audible. (laughs) Like, you you don't say, like, something like that, but when the sound is staticky or when the sound is too Uh quiet or too loud, then you notice. When the lighting, when they're not lit up properly, you notice that it's bad. Mm-hmm. But when everything is nicely lit, you're like, okay, great actor, great set, whatever. You, you don't give those guys enough credit, I think. Yeah,
1: that's very true. You
0: notice when they're bad, but not good. Like, you notice when things are dirty, but when someone cleans up, mm-hmm. you don't notice the absence of dirt. Yeah. Okay, well, I mean, there's clearly a billion things we could talk about, but I would just like to talk to you off the pod. So we're going to wrap this up, and we'll have to invite you another time. Either when I'm back up here or when you come to star in a Toronto film. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Um, Any final thoughts? Any advice for someone who wants to jump in?
1: Advice would be to, if you're contemplating on being involved in film, it means that it means something to you, so you should just go for it. I know that when I had that kind of desire in myself I was questioning it a lot and I had a lot of doubts and I was like where do I even start I have no idea I know it's easier said than done but where to start if you're interested in acting either take an acting class or like search up some YouTube tutorial anything to kind of just get started because I feel like a lot of us know how to get started it's just that we're so afraid to get started that we tell ourselves that like film and art and stuff I feel like this just community in general gets a lot of pushback so I think everyone will be supportive and accepting so and if you aren't being invited with like positivity and stuff like that it's not an issue on you it's more the people themselves definitely just go for it and even if it's not to pursue it to just see what it's like because otherwise you'll just sit there and think about and just keep watching the continuity of the <laughs> yeah do that <laughs> super entertaining
0: okay will you sign us off
1: and we Veritas.
0: there we go you have it here that's all for this episode which will probably be posted like a month away from now <laughs> um, thanks for listening and be sure to tune in next episode <laughs>